0: that come to us from the gospel according to Luke chapter 9, verses 28 to 36. And you're invited to follow along in your pew Bible, or you are more than welcome to follow along in the conveniently printed version of it that is found in your bulletin. So let us listen now to God's holy word. Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him, and they appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now, Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but Since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came over and overshadowed them, and they were terrified and they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, this is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent, and in those days told no one any of the things that they had seen. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. So here we are at the start of our summer series, The Gospel According to Jimmy Buffett, Songs of the Sea, Sinners, and Saints. And like I said before, if you caught the kickoff livestream, you would have heard me talk about why I think a series like this is fun. So who knows, maybe next summer we'll have a different uh, music artist to follow in the footsteps of. But one of the reasons why I like a series like this and why I find it fun and also meaningful It's because as someone who loves music, I like music that's authentic, music that tells a story. A good story is fine in any sense, but I I particularly like songs that tell stories of the heart. And it feels appropriate then that on this first Sunday we are looking at one of Jimmy Buffett's top hit songs, Come Monday, which seems to take all these things together. In some of the pre Sunday material that I published in a little blog post that you can find on uh, the church Facebook page or in uh, the emails that go out each week, there's a little video that includes how. Buffett, as he was making the first music video of this song, Come Monday, talks about how he really didn't have any money to make this music video. And his wife, or uh, his wife now and girlfriend at the time, did it for free, was in the music video for free. He used his own truck, uh, his own boat, didn't have a lot of fancy (laughs) things to add, just the things that were close to him. You could even say important to him. Now, you may not think come Monday has anything to do with this scripture reading for today, but I think we find that it does have some commonality with this miraculous encounter on top of a mountain where people there, too, are trying to find out what are the things that are really important to them. We ourselves today ask ourselves, what are the things in life for you, for us, at this moment that you find are important? What are the things that are life-giving? Things that come from God, things that come from the gifts you have, your abilities, what are they? I've recently asked myself this question of what really matters in life. As now I find my life begins to enter into a new phase of interacting with others and my introverted mind has to be like, oh, you have to deal with people again in person. But I find I ask myself this question of what's important as I make this transition. This one, as I said, of of what is important. With the reason being, I don't want to rush back to doing what I considered normal or part of my pre-pandemic routine. I don't wanna go back to that. We shouldn't really wanna go back to that either. Instead, I want to do the things that will make me an overall better person, not just in body, but in spirit, so that in turn I can love more fully, love myself more fully, love God more fully, love others more fully. And now, as life begins to reopen, We find that each and every one of us here are in the unique opportunity to reframe that question of what is important. What is important is a vital question of our life and faith. Because believe me, there are days when we will arrive on a Monday to find that Monday's gone awry. There'll be days when we arrive at Monday and find not life-giving things or things that bring us joy, but there will be Mondays when we arrive and find shattered and broken pieces that we have to pick up try to make sense of. And on those Mondays, where is your heart going to turn to? This is a question I think Buffett asks in his song. And it's also something that's asked in our scripture reading for today. Where the disciples find themselves on the mountaintop, they follow Jesus, they witness this miraculous sight, and they have no idea what to do. They're almost instilled with a sense of awe and fear as they bear witness to this transfiguration or this transformation of Jesus. Jesus. It's profound enough where the disciples want to preserve this moment in time. We hear that the disciples wanted to build a, a monument or some kind of marker to indicate what happened there so that perhaps later on in time they could go back and be reminded of what they felt. Use it as almost like an anchor point. That's understandable because the disciples, like us, don't know what's around the corner. Hindsight 2020, we know what the disciples would face. We know that they would have to witness the crucifixion, the death of Jesus, that they themselves would have to ask themselves what they were going to do next and what was going to keep them going. But Jesus tells them, like he always does, that they can't keep clinging on to this physical moment. That in many ways, the force of strength and comfort would have to come from something else. It would have to come from the love they felt when they were with Jesus. It would have to come from their memory of their time with Jesus. It would have to also come from the love and care that they received from others. What I find really beautiful in this play between Buffett's Come Monday and this reading for today is that there is this play between what's going on in our heart. May not be obvious what's going on in your heart if you haven't checked in with it. But if we were to dive in and explore, what what would we discover about ourselves? What would we find our hearts yearning for? Buffett in this song is talking about, of course, his girlfriend, now wife, who he missed while on tour, and would be, I think, a pivotal transformation for Buffett in his career as he wasn't making it in Nashville and later moved down to the Keys. For the disciples, they find that they are trying to yearn, trying to find something as well that they can hold on to so that come Monday, things will be all right But being the disciples, they didn't always have all the answers. And for ourselves, again, come Monday, what will our hearts turn to? And that is an important question. Because it impacts not only how we will view ourselves, how we will love ourselves, love God, but that impacts then how we treat those who are around us. It impacts our community, our church family. It impacts that. It impacts how we interact with our neighbors. Feeding our souls in this meaningful way, if we can answer this question, we'll discover we'll feed others. I think it comes down to a matter of perspective. Of course, we can invest in the short-term things that we think fill our hearts, that we think will satisfy the longing of our hearts. But they aren't things that will carry us through when we really need that kind of support I have a feeling you may know what kind of short-term solutions I'm talking about. Whether it be we turn to using um, various substances, or if we find that we turn to other things that don't really give us long-term care in our hearts, those aren't the type of things that sustain us long-term in fact, even if we think they sustain us, they're really doing more harm than good. As we take stock of what it is that keeps us going, that makes Monday feel all right, we should ask ourselves, are these things meaningful enough to sustain us and to transform us to be the people God wants us to be? Our hearts are searching for something that will allow us to joyfully and authentically say, come Monday, it will be all right. And ideally, our hearts, or what they cling on to, will lead us somewhere new. That is to say, though, even if we know or when we do discover what will make Monday feel all right, that doesn't mean hardship or hurdles go away. There are still pitfalls that will catch us up every now and then. You can hear Buffett talk about this in some of his interviews that he gave, where he talks about how his wife that he's married to now, there was a time where they... Separated for a little bit before getting back together after Buffett talks about his own exploration of what was actually things that were important in his life and what was causing these breaks in his relationships. We may be able to identify what brings us life, life that comes from God, but it's always this constant work in progress. But work in progress, though, that will help see us through at the end of the day. In the last part of this song, Buffett includes this line that I really love, where he says, I hope you're enjoying the scenery. I know that it's pretty up there, and we can go hiking on Tuesday, and with you, I'd walk anywhere. Perhaps that's a thought we need to bring back to the forefront of our minds. That in our lives, we strive to walk with one another. Walk with one another. Walk with God. And in this journey together, where our hearts can connect to one another, we find that we are able to draw strength for ourselves and pass strength down the line in equal share. I think then when we are able to do that and identify what sustains us in life, we'll discover that those are the things that help us make it through thick and thin through their moments of hardships and times of celebration. Because our hearts are yearning. Yearning for something that can give us that kind of strength. The disciples were searching for this. Buffett was looking for this. As we go about our lives as we go about our own little sailing adventure on the sea of life. May we let our hearts be attuned to the winds that guide us, guide us to the life-giving things that flow from God, and allow us to feed our hungry souls so that Monday they will be good to go, filled with a renewed sense of hope and may our souls then be that place of comfort for those who are also weary and tired as we welcome them by our side. Let us do all that, friends, so that come Monday. Yeah. That that was not enthusiastic. Let's do that one more though, you know, to be fair, yes, again in Presbyterian tradition, we don't usually do that kind of call and response. So I'll give you a pass on that one. So friends, we'll strive to do this so that come Monday it'll what? Okay. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) As we continue on in our worship now. Uh, knowing that it is a communion Sunday, let us join together in saying the words of our affirmation of faith, the Apostles' Creed, uh, which can be found in your bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary,